hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listeners of the Vast Alliance Prophetic Spiritual Warfare Channel. I hope that you are doing so well. And over here, it's a nice, cool Sunday morning. The weather just looks like it may rain, but it's those kind of cooling, refreshing light rain that I love a lot. I have just finished my worship and I feel this beautiful and strong presence of God and this anointing. I know that in my last two to three podcasts, I have been, now that I think back, I feel a little bit bad that I have been strict and I have been honest to call out some of the wrong things that are happening in the church. This week, I am seeing a lot of self-reflections of those old wine that have been touched by God and God has moved them or maybe shaken them or maybe changed their situations or circumstances so what they were formerly comfortable with doing, they find that in this new season, they were not able to do the same kind of things that they used to do before as God is not blessing it with the same way anymore. Because God is moving and steering us as an entire body of Christ into His direction. So I see all these mixed feelings in the people who are very experienced in church, in God's ministry, who have been trained, perhaps for many years, perhaps for all of their lives. And the ones feeling this way, feeling the displacement, are really the ones that God has given them another chance, another opportunity to ask them if they would like to participate with Him again in His new movement. So if you're one of those who have been experienced in church but disappointed by church and now you're wondering at all the shaking, you're feeling lost, you're feeling confused, you're feeling not quite knowing what is your clear next steps from God, I want to encourage you not to feel sad or feel dejected or feel that you are out of touch. Because precisely the ability of you to feel this way and to ask God whether is there something more, whether is there something that I'm not seeing, something that others may know but I do not, and what is it? Even that asking God and wanting to hear from God and find out answers from God is a good sign. It's a good sign that you are not dead but you're alive and you're not willing to die down in the old church but you want to come alive with the fresh anointing of God. But I want to warn you first that as you go into this new fresh move outpouring of God, be prepared to get your own old ideas being challenged all the old stuff that you have been doing before because they used to work many years ago and this is the way that programs are run, this is the way that the ministry needs to be run. 
I am telling you that if you insist stubbornly without thinking that you have to hold on to these things, it's going to be an obstacle for you. So the challenge for you is not whether God has a plan, is whether are you willing, are you prepared to let your old ideas be challenged and let God reveal to you what needs to be shaken, what can be kept, and what are the new methods and the new ideas and strategies that He has for us as a body of Christ this time. So you will realize that by this, it will automatically already disqualify many of the old wine. Anyone that is proud in themselves, anyone that thinks that they know the best, and anyone that thinks that they know what God is doing, what God is saying, without humbleness, without openness to learn more, will automatically disqualify himself from the ability and the openness and the sincerity and the humbleness to learn afresh, to start anew, to release some of that control to God and know that it is okay not to be 100% in control and trust God that I may not know where I'm going right now 100%, but I know you, God. I know your character. I know your personality. I know your track record. And I'm okay. I'm okay to close my eyes briefly and put my hand in your hand for you to lead me. And I will not complain where you lead me. I will not tell you that I know better, that we ought to go here and go there. And I will not be like the Pharisees who tell Jesus that these are Gentiles. Like we can't evangelize to them. God can't work with Gentiles. Come on, come on, the shifting, the shifting. I can feel the shifting, the movement in the spiritual atmosphere. Can you feel it? We want to go back to the purity, the original intention of how revival starts, how at the day of Pentecost, the small group of disciples, Jesus' followers, they were anointed by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon them, equipping them to do a new thing for God in the new era. Apologize for my opening. I was just led by the Spirit and I felt like I need to say a word of encouragement to the old wine. Now today, I want to go into the topic that I have lined up for you. And this topic is about Beth Horan. And it is for anyone that feels overwhelmed at this moment. If you feel overwhelmed by your circumstances or by your enemies or by the number of problems that you face, you want to listen to this podcast because this strategy, this message that God taught me that I'm going to share with you, it's going to blow your mind and it's going to give you fresh perspectives and new dimensions as how to handle your problems, your numerous problems. After the Israelites conquered the promised land given to them by God, 
One of the first cities that was established was the city known as Beth Horon. Let me give you some interesting facts about the city. For one, it was built by a woman. So whoever had the mistaken idea that God does not value women. In 1 Chronicles 7 verse 24, it was said that Beth Horand was built by a lady called Shira. And Shira was the granddaughter from the tribe of Ephraim. Verse 24 says that his daughter was Shira, who built both lower and upper Beth Horon and Uzan Shira. Now let me describe to you the city. It is such an interesting and ingenious concept that it's going to thrill you. This city was built in two parts. There is a lower part and there is an upper part. And in between them, to get from the lower to the upper of Beth Horan, you need to go through a long, narrow passageway that only allows one person to go at a time, so in a single file. And to make things even more interesting, this narrow passageway is built up a slope. So the two cities are built up the sides of a mountain slope. Now I've got your interest. Imagine how the city would have looked like in the olden days. When I first heard of it, it kind of blew my mind because I thought like, what a strange way of building a city. Whoever designed it that way, why? And I think that the Israelites who built it, they must have been inspired by God because only God could have given them such a clever idea. In the remaining history of Israel, many, many generations even thereafter, that place of Beth Horan would prove to be a strategic place where many critical battles are fought there by the enemies of Israel against Israel and won there. So imagine that if you were the enemy of Israel and you wanted to fight them, get the land back, and there were Canaanites, Philistines, Egyptians, Syrians over the years, over history, and the enemies of Israel would gang up against them so that in terms of numbers, they frequently outnumbered the Israelites, especially in the early days. But when the enemies of Israel came to this Beth Horan, and they wanted to move up to attack Beth Horan, well, basically the whole entire army, they could not do any fancy military formations because the crossing at Beth Horan was so narrow and so steep that they only allowed one man, one soldier, making his way up carefully at a time, one behind him in a single file, queuing up. 
Somebody say hallelujah. Isn't God amazing? When I first heard about it, I wanted to laugh because it shows how much God is in control that God even makes the enemies that want to attack his children. You got to queue up if you want to attack my children. Only one at a time. God even detects the way that the battle is going to be fought. Even detects the way that the problem can approach you. Now imagine that if you were the Israelites, you were defending the city, you were defending yourself from being killed by the enemy, but they only came up to you one at a time, and you had this great force at Beth Horon. So you cut down the first guy, then the second person come, and you cut him down, and the third problem come, and you resolve it, and the fourth problem come. So you just keep repeating your successful methods of praying or spiritual warfare or being led by God. I'm sure that many listeners, you may have played video games before, and this is like those. Mindless little、um, enemies that is helping your main character to gain experience points and level up. That's exactly how it looks like, isn't it? I tell you, who says God doesn't have a sense of humor? Even since the ancient times, God always had a sense of humor. You and I, we were made in the image of God. So whoever said that God was stuffy and old-fashioned and stern and distant, you don't know the real God of Abraham, Israel, and the Savior who died on a cross for us, Jesus Christ. In Joshua ten, Beth Horon was also the place where Joshua defeated the five kings. That have gathered against him. Verse ten reads: Yahweh confused the enemies before Israel, and God killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them to Azekah and to Makada. And verse eleven says that it happened. As they fled from before Israel, while the enemies were at the descent of Beth Horon, that Yahweh cast down great stones from the sky on them to Azekah, and they died. And there were more who died from the hailstones of God than who the children of Israel killed with the sword. So you who are listening today. I don't know who you are, where you are. You may be facing many problems, maybe many accusers, many people who criticizes you, or you are overwhelmed and you feel like there's so many things going on. I can't. There's no way that I can be victorious over all of them. You can consider applying the strategy of Beth Horon. Ask God if you can apply the strategy of Beth Horon to your situation. Ask God, 
and be comforted that God will filter your problem. He will streamline them. He will force them into a narrow passageway. Break up their defense, dissipate their powers, and prepare them as the right size enemies or problems that you are fully capable of resolving, overcoming one at a time. And as you kill off one problem through prayer and warfare and worship, and you keep doing that. Over and over again, as long as they are still there, and at the same time building your spiritual muscles, so that you can overcome your enemies, the same type in a faster, quicker, more efficient way, because you are already experienced. Eventually, you're gonna get through the whole army, and the whole army of the enemy is gonna collapse before you. Now will you give me a hallelujah? Now that you know how much God loves you, that He gives you problems and enemies to let you experience them, so that you can build your spiritual muscles and strength. But at the same time, He manages it. He oversees it such that He knows that it is perfectly within your ability and your capability to overcome that problem or that situation. I can just feel God's love for you so much. And today, I want to give a shout out to the countries where we have listeners, because I feel like it's important for me to acknowledge you. So I just want to give a call out to our listeners from these countries, and if you hear your countries on it, you know that it is for you. So thank you to our listeners from Singapore, South Africa, Australia, United Kingdom, Italy, Germany, Malaysia, Zambia, Taiwan, New Zealand, Kenya, France, Chile, Canada, Colombia. Czech Republic, Spain, Malawi, Norway, Turkey, Ukraine, and of course, United States. Brothers and sisters in Christ, isn't God amazing? Can you see with your spiritual eyes that He is raising up and He is bringing together and connecting the global body of Christ? Led by the Holy Spirit, men and women of God who love Him. I want to challenge you to find out who is the real Jesus, not those in your expectations or in your past, maybe some bad impressions that you had from various past experiences, but. Irregardless of what man has done to sully the name of Jesus, will you discover for yourself today through the Bible, and through God ministering to you, to reveal Himself to you? I bless you in the name of Jesus. God loves you so much, and I know that He will do great things for you if you let Him. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Goodbye and take care until we speak again the next time. Bye.